Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a relationship, dating, and sex coach based in Kansas City who just loves to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. Be warned, you should be 18 and over and probably be listening with your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. On today's minicast, I'm going to talk about anal sex. There, you have it just straight up, right to the point. I'm going to talk about anal play and anal intercourse. I had a listener message me and say, can you please explain to people how to start engaging in anal play? I talk to a lot of people, men and women, who are scared because they don't understand how to work up to it and the various ways you can engage in anal play without jamming a huge dick or toy up your ass. That's a direct quote from her. (laughs) So I guess she's had some interesting conversations about anal sex and obviously encountered a lot of people who have a lot of misinformation. So absolutely. Thank you for that. I will happily dive into talking about anal sex. I have no problems talking about anal. Um, Definitely have tried it myself more than a few times. I have also penetrated partners. I've done pegging. Um done anal on girls so you know I'm perfectly comfortable talking about it I've had lots of conversations with my gay male friends too so I feel pretty equipped to help people who are not as into anal play as say myself or again some of the gay men in the world so let's talk about anal We can absolutely find some ways to help people um, reduce their fear and not feel like it is about just jamming something up their asses. I mean, that's that's what I'm here for as a sex coach. I want to help people feel more comfortable and confident with any kind of play or fantasy that they've got. So when I was thinking about this topic, um, I was really thinking that she's referring more to couples uh, that are not gay men. Um, or, or perhaps there are some gay men that aren't finding anal intercourse or play with their particular partner very pleasurable right now um, because they're just doing things all wrong. I don't know. I mean, I do have one friend who's gay and been fairly celibate for a while, and I think it's just because he hasn't found a really good connection and um, maybe hasn't had some pleasurable experiences. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe this is a shout-out to uh, any, of the, any of the people out there who are interested in anal sex, who have tried anal sex and haven't enjoyed it. It doesn't really matter what your orientation or gender is. I'm going to try my best to touch on a little bit of of everything, whether it's uh, a woman who wants to be penetrated, a man who wants to be penetrated, whatever. So, uh, but pretty much on the whole, I I bet it's going to appeal most to, um, to like women or to men who fall more along the hetero or bisexual lines. So, Um, But especially men who are interested in pegging. So hetero men that are looking to be penetrated by their female partner. That's what pegging is. First, I think it's really important to start off with trying things on your own. By trying some self-stimulation of your anus, you can see what you like. Uh, You can prepare yourself for the sensation and practice your breathing. Uh, You can make sure that you've got maybe a little bit of more confidence about what you want before you start communicating with your partner. Maybe you'll try it on your own and you'll decide it's really not for you, but hey, at least you gave it a shot. Especially if your partner's been asking for it or you just had a fantasy about it. 
trying it on your own and deciding you don't like it's a lot better than trying it with a partner and saying like, mm, I really didn't enjoy it. Because then it's, you don't know if it's that you just didn't enjoy it or if it's that you didn't enjoy it with that partner. So, but again, maybe you'll not like it on your own like with a partner. I don't know. Just all I'm saying is you're, you're probably, if you don't like it on your own, you're probably not going to like it with a partner. So see what works for you that way. Okay, so a good way to get started on your own is simply with your fingers. Um, toys can be fun too. Uh, oh, a word of caution though. Especially for women that have vibrators and dildos already at home, it's really important to use toys that have a tapered end. Gentlemen too, if you're thinking about getting your wife's toy out or your partner's toy out of the drawer, tapered ends are essential. There's a reason that butt plugs have a tapered end. It's so that it doesn't get sucked up into your anus. Like, your sphincters are incredibly strong. Just ask any doctor or a nurse who has worked in an ER and they'll tell you that they've had to remove more than their fair share of sex toys, I'm sure. <laughs> and then other objects that uh, people just kind of like lose their grip on. I mean, especially if they're lubricated, which they have to be because the anus is not self-lubricating, so you have to use lube. Um, so anyway, if, if it's not got a tapered end or it's something that you could potentially lose your grip on, like don't don't use it. I really don't recommend that you use it. Um, it's, it's painful when it happens. And then again, you're, you're literally just going to probably make a trip to the ER. You're probably not going to get it out of there yourself. So, so when it comes to toys, you've got lots of options. Of course, just like what, what I've mentioned, dildos, um, there's silicone, there's glass. I mean, medical grade silicone's great, but you don't really want to use silicone lube with a silicone toy and silicone is kind of best for anal it, it does feel a little bit better um it since it's not water-based which water-based just reabsorbs that silicone will last a lot longer and again the anus is not self-lubricating so um glass is often what's recommended plus it's just easier for cleanup it's a lot more sanitary uh, and then with glass you can use whatever lube you want but again focus on the silicone there's butt plugs. There's all sorts of butt plugs. That's one nice thing is that you can start off with something small and work your way up. They've even got cute ones with uh, like a little rhinestone at the end. <laughs> so it's like a little jewel. Uh, sometimes women leave those in so that when they're having sex with their partner, it's uh, just kind of a little, little funny thing there is a little rhinestone on their asshole. <laughs> uh, there's bunny tails. I've seen those at the store and, and fox tails too. So... Yeah, you can, uh, you can have some fun with that stuff. There's anal beads. Um, it's been recommended. I've not really tried anal beads. There's hard ones. There's soft ones. Um, it's been recommended to me that the soft ones just feel better. Um, they're kind of like squishy slightly. Um, I guess it just feels better going in and out. Feel free to use a glove or a condom on the dildo if you're using a dildo or a vibrator. Um, just makes it easier for cleanup. Um... And I mean, for your comfort level, especially like if you're thinking about what you're going to do afterwards, like maybe you want to just do some anal stimulation with your hands. Uh, wearing a glove is easy because then you can lube it right up, put it in, take that glove off, just throw it on the towel next to you. That's one important thing when you're doing anal. Have have a towel, like the partner being penetrated should probably be laying on a towel uh, and have a hand towel or another towel handy so that you can just like wipe off if you have to like add more lube. Um, or you're changing out toys, or you're going from a toy to a penis, whatever. Yeah, but wearing a glove is just, again, 
it's easier to move on to other things. So uh, breathing is also key when you're doing any form of anal penetration. Uh, If you're doing yoga or you're weightlifting, you're probably pretty familiar with exhaling when you're going into a pose um, or you're lifting a heavy weight. Same thing when you're putting something in your butt. (laughs) Uh, So as you get into doing like bigger and bigger objects like toys or a a penis, it's going to feel different than if it's just your finger or a small toy. Um, When you get to that point, you're going to need to be more mindful of how the outer and inner sphincter behave. Um, like, like my listener that wrote in said, it's not about jamming something up your ass. Like, okay, seriously, it's not about jamming something up your ass. So there's a specific way to deal with your sphincters when you're getting to something bigger that requires like a little more effort getting in there. Okay. So, so your outer sphincter when it's tight is actually when your inner sphincter is relaxed. Uh, so when you're pushing something large against the outer sphincter, like a penis or whatnot, um, it, it feels tight, but you just kind of like the person being penetrating needs to just like breathe out and the person penetrating just sort of like pushes through that outer sphincter slowly but with steady pressure and again lots of lube on whatever it is you're inserting and you just keep going just breathe through it's kind of like you bear down through it for the first time um again never go in fast but also never pull out fast just go in slow, pull out slow. Uh, something I also recommend is once once you've inserted, it's just just take your time, go very very slow. If anything, just like hold steady in a position and just keep breathing. If the, especially if the person receiving this is having a hard time, just let them kind of relax and breathe through it. You know, if you're the partner penetrating, like show them you care, touch them, just you know. Touch them in a way that's loving and caress them. Help them feel comfortable. You may need to add more lube. Um, I don't recommend pulling out completely. Just pull out enough to where you can add some more lube. One thing that actually could be helpful. One of my fellow sex coaches, uh, sex coach Christine D'Angelo in Portland, Oregon, told me about this. Uh... And I think I had seen them online, but I mean, I assume what they were for, but she said they're great. Um, it's a, uh, it's sort of like a syringe, <laughs> but it, you, you put lube into it and then you're able to like put the little into the, you know, it's like a little, I don't even know what material to be made out of, but just imagine like a kind of an irrigator. It, I don't want to say it's like a baser. It's not big, but like you're just using it to put up into your anus and you, kind of like push the lube through it so that there's lube like way up in there um not just like around your sphincter area uh it actually gets up in there apparently makes it to where you you really don't need to add nearly as much lube to whatever you're inserting um we're actually gonna probably have those in our gift baskets at the couple's intimacy retreat that I'm doing in Jamaica with her. So um, if I can't get my hands on one before then, I'm looking forward to trying one when I'm there. So hmm, we're at least bringing it home and, and using it here. Anyway, so um, if that person being penetrated, because again, we could be talking about a woman or a man here, doesn't matter if it's uh, just an anal sex or a pegging situation, if the person receiving is is struggling just or not I shouldn't say struggling but if they are not as relaxed as they need to be in order for it to feel pleasurable there we go um 
again, just be the partner that's compassionate towards them, you know, especially if you've had anal sex before, like think about your first time and uh, just help them feel more relaxed. Okay, so there's a few different things about communication that I think need to be addressed here because it's there's some different conversations here. So first, let's think about if you're a woman and you're wanting to have anal sex performed on you. Let's be real. If you have a male partner, most of them are going to say yes. If you have a female partner, you might not automatically get that yes. Now, if you're a man with a, wo- a woman, you, you're probably even less likely to get a yes. So hetero women, I'm just going to be real with you. I don't think your conversation with your partner is nearly as challenging as it is in those two other categories that I talked about. There's not many hetero men out there that haven't wanted or tried anal sex with their female partners. So whether or not they know how to do it right (laughs) or whether or not they enjoy it, like that's the thing. Like they may have tried it and not enjoyed it. So it may be up to you to communicate about different things that you want to do to make sure that both of you have a pleasurable experience. So there is that. Now say again, it's a, a woman with a woman. Maybe, maybe your partner's not as into penetration. Maybe your partner's not as into strap-ons. Maybe they are. I don't know. But if it's something that you've never tried before or she's never tried before, and maybe there's some hesitation there, I recommend just talking about it in a way that says, you know, it's, it's just another hole. It's just another way to experience sexual pleasure. You've had fantasies about it and you love and trust your partner enough or like and trust your partner enough. Maybe you're not at the love stage that you really want to try it with them. Now, men that are with female partners, it's kind of along those same lines. Wanting to try anal penetration as a hetero man is perfectly normal. It has nothing to do with your orientation. Again, it is just another hole. It is just another way to experience pleasure. It is just another sex act. It doesn't mean you're gay. So for any hetero man out there that's thinking about what are the implications of wanting anal sex or liking anal penetration, I mean, unless you're wanting that anal penetration to come from a man, no, you're not gay. Or bi. I should say bi too. Simple as that. But anyway, pegging. I think a lot of people out there have heard about pegging, but a lot of people probably haven't. I'm sure it can be an intimidating conversation to have with your partners. I know this just because I've talked to my male clients and the ones that like it or want to try it either were really, really afraid to approach their partners or haven't approached their partners because they're totally scared about what she'll say. Again, some of that is some of the ingrained fear that they have about the implications it has for their their orientation. And it's just again, more about normalizing the fact that anal sex or anal penetration is just about something that's a pleasurable experience and it's, again, not about the orientation. But I get it. It's it's probably a little bit more of a delicate conversation than, again, the other two groups I've kind of talked about. I would really recommend having the conversation after you've had some self-stimulation and found some things that you like and you've, again, practiced some of the things I talked about, like the breathing and the using the right amount of lube and, and all that stuff. It is best if you're in a partnered situation to talk about all that stuff when you are not in the bedroom or at least not in the middle of sex. I mean, if you're like laying in bed and you're talking about your fantasies, um, sure, fine, talk about it then. Um, But I mean, it's more like don't talk about it in the middle of sex and then 
bring up wanting to get fucked in the ass for the first time, okay? Um, it's probably not dinner table talk too, well, but maybe after you've, you know, had a glass of wine, you're strolling around after dinner, um, or you're just having fun in the car together and having a good conversation, uh, then that's a good time to bring these things up. Make it a little bit more casual. It doesn't need to be a serious talk. But bring it up at a time when you're feeling really connected and like your communication's flowing. It is worth noting that anal sex can be more pleasurable with a little bit of preparation. Uh, I'm not necessarily a fan of doing like an enema or a cleanse or anything. I mean, I know porn stars do that stuff. And I've even had some gay friends who they do it, which, okay, that's fine. I'm just saying like, I don't think it's necessary. Okay. Um, But it is a good idea to do some things like take better care of your diet. Um, drink lots of water. Uh, when it comes to your diet, don't eat super grainy foods or stuff with lots of seeds um, or lots of salad or spicy food or corn, stuff like that. Uh, again, drink lots of water. Um, and lay off the caffeine too because you're, you're going to want to relax when you do this. Um, caffeine can just increase your anxiety. So just... Be conscientious of, of how you're treating your body and, and what you're eating the day before or the day of, and that can help you have a much better experience. Again, I just don't think that things like enemas or laxatives or cleanses, I just, I don't really think that they're necessary. Now, if, if you are not someone who is regular, you might want to do something in the days before to clean yourself out, certainly. Um, in that case, maybe some Metamucil or actually have these fruits and fibers that I order on Amazon. I've recommended them to a couple of friends who've been wanting to do some, some anal play, but are, have been worried about the fact that they're just not really regular. If you're not, if you don't go to the bathroom, if you don't poop at least once a day, should be three times a day. Yeah. You're probably going to want to do something to feel a little bit more comfortable before you have anal sex. I get it. So in that case, do what you got to do. It's all about just making sure that you feel comfortable and ready. So, no judgment if you decide to do something like that. I'm just saying for most people, if you're pretty regular, I don't think it's really necessary. Again, I think I already mentioned having a towel or laying on a towel. Um, Ooh, there's some positions that are really good. That are, I shouldn't say really, that are better than others for the first time or every time you get started with anal sex. So, um, things like like laying on your sides and entering from behind. Um, doggy style can be a little bit too intense. Um, and, and even like being kind of in a missionary position with your like legs just further up, that can be a little bit too intense too. Um, laying on your side tends to be a little bit easier for people. Um, or even the just the partner who's receiving laying on their side and the other partner like just, you know, they can kind of be up like on their knees in that position, that's also a pretty comfortable position for most people. And then you can start kind of working around. Again, I would recommend not necessarily completely um, pulling out when you're changing positions. Try to kind of like roll over together if you can. Just be careful. Again, but you know that's why having a hand towel close by is handy because then if you do need to reinsert, you can just wipe your hand off rather than, you know, get sorry, I'm just going to say it, get truffle butter on your hands and then touch your partner's ass or smack your partner's ass. Like, mm. I have a little bit of OCD. I have really thought about investing in some like latex sheets because I just, you know, there are times where 
things get a little bit messy and my OCD sets off and I just have to like shut that down. So if you're like me, that's when having a hand towel around is uh, very handy for, <laughs> for those instances. I almost forgot one important thing. It's, especially with hetero couples, it's very important to not go from vaginal to anal back to vaginal. I mean, it, to me, is just, it makes sense. But there was a time I was talking to a friend who had been married for a while and had plenty of experience with anal sex. And I was talking about a uh, something I had done for school and was talking about all these tips for anal play. And I, I mentioned that and she, her eyes got kind of wide and she was like, what? Like, yeah, I mean... Think about all the bacteria in your anus, and then you're putting that in your vagina. You, you gotta wash off first completely before you go back to vaginal, change the condom, whatever, if that's what you use. And she's like, Oh, that would explain some things. And I'm just like, Oh, God. Oh, babe, I'm so sorry that. I mean, I, I would have hoped she would have known that. I would have hoped her partner would have known that. I would have hoped that if she was having some issues with things like bacterial vaginosis, which is generally what will happen from that, you'll get an infection, uh, I would have hoped that her doctor would have said, so this has happened a couple of times, can we talk about what's going on? But as you heard in my last mini cast that I released last Friday, uh, not a lot of practitioners are asking those very important questions about sex and sexuality, so honestly not surprised unfortunately for her she um she had to hear it from a sex coach like me so yeah that's pretty much all I can think of when it comes to kind of getting started with anal sex anal penetration anal play pegging all that good stuff now if you're wanting a little bit more information you might want to check out the Alexander Institute uh, you can just google that I'm pretty sure their website's like aiinstitute.com um they have a lot of educational DVDs. They are graphic DVDs. Um, I have one that I got for school. It's called, I think it's called Anal, Anal Play for Lovers, something like that. But my mentor that I am studying under um, through Sex Coach U, again, I'm becoming a certified sex coach. Um, her name's Dr. Patty Britton. She's actually kind of the facilitator for the couples in the DVD. And there's a DVD for men, there's a DVD for women, so it's a two-disc edition. Again, it's, it is graphic. Um, it's not it's not porn, but I mean, there are couples engaging in anal sex play together. Um, and then each, you know, there's they show solo play as well. So that could be a really good thing to, to check out if you're wanting a little bit more education or you want to have something like that that you and your partner can watch together and learn together. Um, if you have any questions or want some more information about that, I'll put some, uh, I'll put a link in the show notes or you can shoot me a message and I'll get you some more information about it. That's all I've got today. I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. You can find me on Facebook at Open the Doors Coaching or Instagram and Twitter at Open the Doors KC. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast, of course. But if you really want more tips and advice from me, then join my email newsletter by visiting my website at openthedoorscoaching.com. My theme song is original music by Matthew Kusa. Until next time.